how you been? What's been good with you? Well, I, I got a, a fancy, fancy new piece of attire. Uh, it's called a, it's called a knee brace. It's called a knee brace. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> You're going to love this. All right. So settle, <laughs> settle in for a nice story. <laughs> I got out of the car wrong. Huh? There you go. That's it. That's it. <laughs> You're I not that old yet, right? You're dude, not that old yet. Apparently. You're not we, that old yet. We, we were just going to Walmart to like walk oh. the kid around to burn some energy out of him before bedtime. Right. And like literally like I just got out of the car. You know, you know, the doctors are like, you know pain scale you know one one to ten and it was like a one it was like a one like my knee was like for, for like just a, a moment didn't feel anything else no pops no snaps no nothing okay walking to walmart walking around for a while uh, uh okay mm, that doesn't mm. okay oh well, okay really mm. leg don't my leg don't want a leg mm. <laughs> oh 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 now i'm hobbling Oh, okay. I'm hobbling. Okay, we're going home. Wow. 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And like my knee was just like, fuck you, old man. I was like, wow. As far as you know, didn't sprain, didn't pull anything, just got bothered, inflamed. So they're like, yeah, anti inflammatory. Have, have a, have, you want a leg brace? I'm like, yeah, give me a knee brace. <laughs> like, please. I. So maybe it's to take the pain off your shoulder and arm. <laughs> maybe. Oh man. Maybe. I don't... <laughs> wow, man. So yeah, fun times. Fun times. Wow. Wow. Huh. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Aside from that, any other shenanigans? Uh, my buddies on Discord got the Mid Journey, the art AI installed on the discord and hmm. they are just blowing that thing up <laughs> just like throwing prompts left and right at it the one that makes up art for you right yeah like, you gotta like, like you know stuff and it, it's surprisingly versatile like you yeah. you you have the the more descriptive you can be mm -hmm. generally you get better results so i heard some crazy mess about the Something about it having your information. Well, of course it has your information because it has your pictures and stuff. But it was something else tied into that. Um, well, there was another one, and I think the one you're probably thinking of was was my guess is there was a one that was by a Russian company where it's like, hey, put your picture in, and we'll redo your picture in like four art styles. Right. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. So that okay, you know, I mean, all of these companies like everyone's stealing data and stuff it doesn't make it right it doesn't make it less concerning it's just rushes a little uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. um known for being complicated <laughs> yeah well the interesting thing with the mid-journey one because my buddy esteban was the one that like in activated on on discord mm -hmm. was that you can include in the prompt a link to a reference image and it will use that as the primary inspiration. So if you're like a uh, rebel starfighter pilot, but you feed it a picture of yourself, it'll yeah. draw you like a rebel starfighter pilot. Okay. I think I've seen an example of that on Instagram where somebody had did like this throwback of the X-Men. It was done in this classic style. 
Yeah, because you so, can say in the style of. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's, and so, that's like, exactly. some of my friends are like, da, 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 in the style of Brom, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Get that old uh, fantasy art style going. Right. So they've been blowing up that fucking Discord in the last 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty dope, though. So you ready to do this? Let's dig in. All right, let's do it proper. All right. Five, four, three, two. Back again for another one. This is Jay, and tonight I have with me uh, old broken man, <laughs> also known as the Jedi Brian, the nerd extraordinaire, Jedi nerd extraordinaire, survivor of lightsaber duels and getting out of cars incorrectly. <laughs> How are you doing this evening, man? Uh, aside from the knee, I'm doing good. Um, definitely saw both of these episodes uh, and slight spoiler a lot happier with these ones okay <laughs> a lot we'll get that out of the way first i'm glad to hear it i was like i said i was, I was a little surprised on the last one it wasn't bad you you had legitimate gripes i'll say which mm -hmm. was very fair and i was curious on your feelings on these i, I felt the same way i um yeah it was a lot it was once again, to me, they were kind of basic and simple along the same journey. And I'll say that mainly for the second one. The third one is a whole different thing, which we'll get into. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, the, yeah. the second one for sure is almost, to me, a nice continuation of the first one where it's a basic story, but it's just done so well that you kind some, of like... Some of the setup that they did pays off a lot quicker than I thought it was. A yeah. lot quicker. Yes, yes. Okay, so you know what? Let's just go ahead and get into it. I guess, uh, so season three, episode two, The Minds of Mandalore. Yeah, where I did not expect Mando to get to so goddamn quickly. <laughs> really? He's been talking about it forever. Maybe because of the other stuff that was in the book of Boba Fett that we saw that where it was all brought up about hey this is how you can redeem yourself we've been hearing about the it seemed like the it waters forever harder like the, once we it, figured out that it wasn't on fire or you could actually go to the planet and he had proof of life it's not too much you could really do to hold it up once you already said that it's just so it, it shouldn't have been too much harder right yeah and to be clear like the the trials that Din, I keep, I, I realize I've been calling him Jin instead of Din, <laughs> but the trials that he goes through to get to the mines, like, is appropriate, absolutely appropriate. I just thought there was going to be more episodes getting to the mine. I'm not okay. upset that that was truncated. Okay. I was just surprised. I figured there was going to be more obstacles in the way. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, oh, we're just okay we're we're here it's happening all right right like so that was just surprising it was surprising was it a pleasant surprise or would you have wanted kind of uh noodled out a little bit longer or were you fine with well it? you know if all the extra obstacles are there to give us more character development then yes but we got other character development anyway that yes. worked I think 
I did see some people complaining online, like little babies, that it wasn't Din's character development. But it's Bo-Katan. <laughs> people, um, man. I I, someone's, I, get, someone's gonna complain about something. So... It's just like it's just always going to be something, but it's a trip because sometimes you hear less complaints about a bigger mess. And so when things are pretty much on point, it's just surprisingly how crazy the problems become. Right. You know, but teach its own, but I'm I'm kind of surprised about that. Um, I'm kind of glad it went ahead and moved on. And plus with this show, it's a lot of back and forth. And I'm glad they do it in a way because you get to revisit um, characters that you're familiar with or you want to know more about and they're fun characters that you remember. Unlike how when certain shows and certain movies you have these characters that you care nothing about and once you see them, you want them to promptly leave out (laughs) so you can get to who you want to get to. So, with this one, we start off with, you know, last when when we left Mando, his thing was he wants that particular droid, right? Yes. And he yes. needs to have that peace. He needs that memory drive. And so this, this he has this gripe. whole side quest to get the memory drive. And who does he go back to? The garage. He goes back to the garage. And what's what's the um oh, I don't the Mikel? I think it's Pell. Okay. That sounds it's about right. like that, Amy that, Circus, I believe is the yeah, actress. Yeah, that kooky and, mechanic. And she's doing chick. a fucking con. I Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I loved this bit it's a bit before yeah. mando shows up yeah yeah of it's the uh geez what is it they're in most espa and it's the bunta bunta eve celebration which is the same thing that the pod racing was mm-hmm. from the phantom menace so it's like that's happening in the background and and this guy basically is like, oh man my all these parts are missing from my car someone like ripped off all these parts from my speeder and she's like well okay you know i'll get a fix it'll be tough you know it's the i was gonna go and party but i can't like she's <laughs> like okay i'll get your stuff you you have fun at the thing and she waits for him to leave he's gone he's gone he's like she calls it the jawas <laughs> like clearly she's working with the jawas to intentionally rip the parts off this guy's car and right. then pay the jawas to put the parts back on and they split the difference right. it's Oh, it was just so fucking hilarious. And she's a nut because she's like paying a different color so they could so they won't <laughs> right? realize it's the same piece same being part. brought back to them. Yeah, so repaint them first. I thought that uh, was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, I saw a thing where someone was noting that like, you know, you only see the one Rodian in there, but like the Rodian is really well dressed, right? Mm-hmm. Just like uh, Carl Weathers was uh, on Navarro, like. Yeah. It seems possibly that most Espa is prospering a little more. Is there like, is that because of Boba Fett or is there other things? Or is it just one random rich guy? Who knows? Right, right. Um, she did bring up Boba Fett. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty interesting because she did yeah. kind of name drop him. So yeah, that's how the world is connected. So he goes there. She gets to see her little friend, Grogu. You know, I love their little relationship and stuff. He's got new moves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so she tries to sell him on a droid, uh, R5. <sighs> it was so funny. I like the little gag where, you know, she's kind of pumping up like he's this, this great droid and get him for a great price. And, you know, I don't have space for him. Oh, you know, and then she fixes the ship so he could fit in there and everything. And then he's not quite sounding right. She's talking about be careful because he's kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of skittish and shaky. 
<laughs> so do you, do you know which droid that is? The R5? Yeah. We're going to go way back. Is literally the first movie. So remember when the Jawas come to Luke's farm and they're trying to sell droids to his yeah. uncle? That's the R5 that malfunctions what? and R2 goes instead. What? That's that's R5. It's, that's dope. It's, that, it's not just that model, but it's that droid. And that apparently is like Dave Filoni because I think they were working on earlier earlier live action stuff like earlier uh, seasons of the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and he was like sort of prioritizing that droid and giving it a little bit of screen time in the background and like no 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 I got I got plans for R5 (laughs) so and the thing is is like okay it's a cowardly droid cool that's fine character trait and it's so funny that like Pell is like uh no, R5 droid. He's like, I can't. Converted the starfighter. He's like, I can just swap that part back out and put the right. droid back in there. And it's like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> like, right. It, it felt like they got a little wishy-washy with what they wanted to do between Book of Boba Fett with that starfighter and now in Mando 3. I did see something about... I haven't seen this enough on reputable sources yet that supposedly Kathleen Kennedy was interfering a little bit I with... Heard about that. Yeah, with Book of Boba Fett and wanting to bring back Grogu and other things. And I don't know if that's true because I haven't seen any official sources on it. It makes sense, but then it also could be a move to save face. It works perfectly for both. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, unless someone comes out, like, because basically it's a a supposedly a battle of wills between uh, John Favreau Mm -hmm. and Kathleen Kennedy. And it's like, unless one of them comes out and says something i just not gonna pay attention to it because right it's like it's speculations who knows but okay we can get r5 back in your starfighter and you can fly him over to mandalore and still in my head i'm just like you just need to know if it's poisonous right why don't you get a droid that can fly but wouldn't they he have, have like a have those or shoot a sensor out there a to... probe right what like, wouldn't... yeah i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure why aside from dave filoni being like i want the r5 astromech because i'm a total total star wars nerd and i'm gonna put the droid in there because i want the droid in there and it's like if that's it okay fine i mean it's it's not something that's like oh it's so distracting from the rest of the narrative it's just like hey yeah it was definitely comedy relief from it being skittish in the first place to the you know putting it in there and then having problems oh wait no my brain i i remember no i remember exactly why why is that well fast forward a few scenes when they get to Mandalore and they do their exploring and da 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 and uh, there's no point in spoiling it but Din gets hurt captured and Grogu is trying to escape to go get help Grogu cannot fly the ship the astromech droid that's can right. fly the ship yeah, that's true. so that's, that's true. why they needed to get an astromech droid back in the ship because okay. they were going to take Din out of commission right. and 
importantly, now this also ties back even into the previous episode where Mando, before they get ambushed by the pirates, is starting to explain to Grogu the interface. So, like, you, a Mandalorian has to be able to navigate the galaxy. Which and then they really get cool. interrupted, right? They get interrupted by pilots. And that wasn't like just a random throwaway thing because we right. see in the beginning of this episode, he's telling him, like, this is this and this is. I think it's when they fly into Mandalore, the mm-hmm. Mandalore system. He's like, there's Mandalore on the map. Mm-hmm. There's where, where I was. Raised that's right where I was here. born. That's a yeah. moon. And then yeah. the, over here, that's where uh, Bo-Katan is. We're going to go over there. Right. So now we and the audience know where in the UI. So when Grogu points to that mm-hmm. spot in the UI, yeah. R5 is like, okay, cool. I can fly us there. Yeah, there, there was a lot of disposition dumping in this episode. I didn't mind it though. I thought, but put it like this, I knew what they were doing when they were doing it. But mm-hmm. it was, but I noticed it was very heavy in this episode. But I I didn't mind. Yeah, um, I I didn't track that they were setting up in that scene where it's like here's this and here's this and here's that. I was yeah. just like, okay, okay. So he's yeah. showing him the stuff, and it was like, Mrs. I'm being a dad. I'm I'm teaching you to be a good Mandalorian. Right, 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 right. But my brain wasn't suspicious enough to be like, oh, they're setting up a thing where Grogu's yeah. gonna need to know the interface. Yeah, I didn't either, but I thought it was, but I, I figured, you know, like, I didn't know how it tied together. But I did think it was funny how R5 didn't want to get out of the ship and he had to push the button to eject his ass out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm luring you out. You're getting out, so it was just fun. And then the thing, you know, hits the corner, and then he he, he doesn't come back. So then he has to get out and go after him. I'm just right. like, what is? So to me, it was it was funny. It was just kind of you know, I don't know. I like it. I thought it was funny. But it, it's it was one just... of those things where it's like if they had followed the logic of I need a droid to go check the atmosphere, check if it's poisonous, check if it's radiation, and navigate on its own i wouldn't pick an astromech droid i'd pick a droid that could fly a droid that could walk but because the writers knew Mm -hmm. that they were going to need someone to fly grogu to go get bo katan it's an astromech droid yeah so when he goes over to try to find so when mando leaves out he goes to try to find r5 he runs into these underground creatures i guess the are they called the alomites yes Okay, and then so it was kind of neat. I liked the battle. He he was once again he pulled out the dark saber, but he could still barely lift it or control it. Uh-huh. So he's still trying to work it out. But he's better than he was last time. He got he got some stabby stabs in there. He was struggling. Like you can he see, was. there's a bit where he squares off against uh-huh. the three of them, and yeah. he's just just like both hands like like barely keeping it up. Yeah, and it's like you gotta you gotta figure that out, bud. A nice contrast to what happens later. Yeah, yeah. And then you have like a mystery of the Mandalorian unfolds. So he's trying to, you know, figure out the what's what. And, the dude, uh, seeing the interior of that domed city. So I, I've only seen like mostly just clips of like the, the Clone Wars and, and Rebels and stuff. But like yeah. for people that have watched those series all the way through, that's callbacks because like all the stuff with Bo-Katan and like the other thing I didn't mention last time is Bo-Katan's sister was like the head of Mandalore she was the pacifist 
elected leader of Mandalore. Wow. She was also Obi-Wan's unofficial, not a girlfriend girlfriend. Huh. Uh, uh-huh. So, like, just like Anakin and Padme, yeah. right, ran into each other, had some feelings. The difference is Obi-Wan followed the Jedi code. So he clearly had very strong feelings for her. Yeah. And she was killed in a civil war wow. in Mandalore. Wow. So there, there's like all this backstory there. And then seeing the ruins of that metropolis, um, it looked it looked fucking amazing and, and uh, tragic. It probably is the feeling that goes with it. But yeah, yeah that was really interesting seeing them going through the, the ruins of... I don't know the name of the capital, but that that's what all their cities look like. That was impressive. So I have, okay, so what what it had me kind of thinking, Mando being there, finally realizing that the air is breathable, you know, there's creatures there. It kind of made me wonder. So so the guild, do you think that they really thought that that the planet was destroyed and they couldn't go back do you think they really didn't know that or you think they just kind of the coven like, yeah do, do you believe that they really thought that it was uninhabitable or, or that that it was destroyed so because it seemed like it could be easily found out like they could have just took one trip there and then figured out all the stuff that was there as far as because the way they the way they described it it seemed like when he said he wanted to go there right and he wanted to redeem himself they were pretty much saying like it was impossible and almost when he said he's going to do it because he has you know a sliver of hope and some evidence of this possibly being an option even it was still kind of like well if you think so then go ahead and go for it if you want to so it wasn't discouraging but it almost seemed like he was trying to say like it was a fool's errand and so i do kind of believe that they don't know but why wouldn't they know so uh Matt Colville has this whole thing that for role-playing games where, you know, as as the dungeon master, the players and their characters ask you questions like they roll to see, do I know this from the history? And so you might make your roll and then the DM will tell you a cultural truth, mm-hmm. right? This is what everyone in the culture says. That doesn't mean it's true. It's just what the culture thinks at the time right? right so why would they be limited in that well again they're sort of the considered the religious fanatics they might see the fall of mandalore as you know a mythical thing and it is doomed and it is cursed and so they're like well why would we go and test to verify right wow. it, it <gasps> might that that's one approach it might also be like remember the empire fucked that planet up and they might have also set a blockade around it for who knows how long of just like don't go here or we will shoot you down right so there could be a lot of reasons why they they may not they may not think that the risk and the expenditure of time or resources is worth investigating right so I'm also kind of glad that it's just like not this long plot point where it's like oh it's poison but uh, it's not really poisoned it's being actively po- it's like none no complicated it's just like oh it's not poison I'm like okay cool go right and that's and, and it being that simple that's why it threw me off because if it was different if it was like some kind of 
I don't know, some kind of barrier or something that that projected to me. I'm thinking it was like destroyed, but it was just a hologram, something. But it was nothing like, like I said, they could just stop by on the way home and just been like, let's, no, for old times' sake, let me just stop into the old hood and 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 you heard it was decimated, but you go there and it's like, oh, there goes Thompson's Market. <laughs> well, you know, I think a developing theme for this season. I mean, just looking at the chapter titles, the right. apostate religiously themed and then episode three is the convert Mm -hmm. right there's a lot of discussion about faith and belief Mm -hmm. and as we see like the 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 poison is a we assume this thing exists and is real and is bad oh it's not Mm -hmm. but then we also think other things pokaton thinks other things are not real or or you know just uh mumbo jumbo oh well so i I think there's a little bit of their playing with that sort of thematically Um, that's true and it's on different levels because it's it's kind of the inverse of what happens with bo-katan yeah this episode and a little bit towards the end of episode three can't wait to get into that okay yeah Uh, yeah, that that episode three's got so much to unpack holy shit (laughs) so mando ends up getting captured and he's getting captured by this kind of general uh, grievous-esque cyborg exactly how i've heard him described yeah that's pretty much kind of like what he is matter of fact i think he's almost cooler because he's module because he could just you know load up into dude you can load up into any kind of mech body or anything he wants and he just right between shells like he's it's hard to tell it's hard to tell how much of him is left aside from that eye his eye (laughs) maybe the brain brain some brain meats clearly some brain meats because he's doing stuff down there right but this cyborg for lack of a proper proper name Mm. basically ambushes Jin captures him knocks him out carts him away and grogu is thankfully far enough back that this huge like god his big cyborg body is like a a giant sort of scorpion crab thing man that thing was so realized and creepy they did such a great job on that even the movement and stuff it looked so fucking good that could have been so corny it could have yes. been. It was so like as good as the show is. It's almost too good for that show. Like I, I would expect <laughs> to see that in, in something else. You know what I mean? Like a high end sci fi movie or something. That thing was well done. So you'll love this. I just looked up. I just looked up the director for this episode. Her name is Rachel Morrison, and she directed Fruitvale Station and Black Panther. She was the cinematographer on Fruitvale Station and Black Panther. Okay. So that, that <laughs> okay. says that, some things yeah, about ex- how it was shot okay. because I'm sure, you know, she's obviously going to be working with a stunt team, mm-hmm. right, for the fight that happens later on. But like the look of everything, it was on point, where man. the camera was, it was it was yeah. it felt like a movie, like a side, like I said, it felt like like I said, almost felt out of place. It, but I'm glad it was there, but I was surprised that I'm like, oh, this is kind of, okay. They're not playing on this, so okay. That's right. Yeah, when when shit started going, shit started going hard on this yeah. episode. There was yeah. a lot. Thank, um, thanks for sharing that, that tidbit. That's that's dope. Yeah. Um, that thing started draining Mando, so he started, I'm like, okay, so you draining him for his juices, 
And I'm thinking like, where are you going to put it? You you don't have any enough flesh to take any kind of blood. <laughs> take what he can get. Take it what he was, can get. It was crazy. So I, right. And who knows what he's, what else he's catching down there. Yeah, like, yeah. so a survivor. Yeah, who knows sure. who knows who or what that was originally. Yeah. Um, um, it, it might be, you know, another... I'm trying to remember if Grievous was a Geonosian. I think the Geonosians cyborged him up. I don't know if he was a Geonosian, though. I think he was a different species. Okay. Um, but we had Baby Yoda trying to do his thing and try to use the Force to, to free his daddy. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't quite work out, so he had to run for it. He did try to free him, which yeah. good, good on him. He did yeah. not immediately run away, but he did no. try to free him. And then it was just like, nope, 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 nope. Poor <laughs> movie. Run away, run away. Run away uh, fast. Float away. Float away right. in his little cradle. Right, right. Um, which then he takes all the way back up to the surface. Mm -hmm. And the, the brutes are there again. He's just like, I'm a Jedi. Get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> he just like throws one of them back. Right. You just see this, just one of those things just flying, uh, Alamite. You just see him flying out the cave, you know. He was yeeted out of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah. So, Grogu hops in the ship, points out that where he needs to go. Little guy really needs to expand his vocabulary. Yeah, he does. His little cute baby talk. But he goes back to Bodokan. Um, you know what? It was interesting. Okay, so when the droid came to her and told her that, you know, that you have a visitor coming back, and she's like, you know what? I'm going to get rid of him for good. Does she mean like she's going to really get rid of him for good or just kind of tell him off really well? I so took he that as she's. Point? Yes, I think that okay. is she was going to tell him off. Okay, like, okay. All right. So I. I in sort of like looking at sort of her characterization and story arc through earlier shows yeah she's not one that just like casually murders people <laughs> especially not people <laughs> she knows like okay. she's a very complicated character it's definitely made mistakes like so for context the civil war that she participated in as part of Nightwatch, right that's mm -hmm. that's sort of the the markings on her helm like they backed the side that was partnering with Darth Maul. Mm -hmm. And Darth Maul used the Darksaber to kill the leader of her faction. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fought him in combat, killed him, took the Darksaber. Wow. Good times. So, like, yeah, oof, there's a lot to unpack with Bo-Katan. But I didn't read that as, I'm going to kill him. How dare he come and try and talk to me again? It was more like... Does this fool not know I'm sad face? Go mm. away. Go like she's gonna tell him off basically. But okay. then baby Yoda comes up and is like, oh shit. Alright, game on. Yeah. We gotta find him. We gotta go back and find him. So I thought that was pretty dope. She goes back, gets to the And planet. she doesn't hesitate. She doesn't yeah. hesitate. And this is one of the nice things about like Bokatan is she like Din is a woman of action as opposed to a man of action she's just like all right here we go like yeah. she doesn't hesitate when people that she is willing to fight for are in trouble um and then they get on her spiffy ship mm -hmm. that and thing was I, dope i think i i don't know if that's a stolen imperial ship or not but whatever it is 
I think the coloring inside indicates that it's not because it's just a little too colorful. It's but not I, all black and red. But I think that is it might be because something came up later on where it was kind of mentioned, like if you're still in their ships or something like that, then you, they're going to come after you or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, and then she mentioned the previous episodes of Stolen Fleet. So I, I don't know if that's tied up there. The other weird thing that I saw randomly where people were talking about like the color of blaster bolts. Okay. So Bo-Katan's, her, her, her uh, handguns, and also the rear blaster on her ship, they shoot yellow blaster bolts. And the Mandalorians are apparently, at least thematically, the only ones that use that color. Oh. for for weapons and stuff uh, you know mm-hmm. aside from like yellow lightsabers or something right because right? it's all like different types of gas or whatever mm-hmm. um so i don't know if they modified the gun or it's a mandalorian ship or whatever but so they might be talking about the fleet that they stole or they might also be talking about that ship because man as we see later not a bad ship at all not bad ship at all. That thing was dope. That thing was in a way it was moving and stuff, but we'll 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 get to that. But um, so she goes back to Mandalore. She runs into the Alamites. Fucking lays those fools out. Man, she gets her hands on the on the dark saber, and we see we see how it should be used. <laughs> oh goodness, she tore that. She tore them up. She tore them up, man. She's. Yeah, she fucked them up, <laughs> and they tried to ambush her too. They, they tried. tried to ambush her too, and she was like, "Grogu, step back, step back." Pulled out the blaster, shot out the ceiling I, that they were hiding in. I thought it was so cool because she was so quiet, and she just kind mm-hmm. of like scooted them to the side, kind of pushed mm-hmm. them. To, that was so because you because you didn't know was matter of fact you didn't know because you didn't see anything, but she just kind of you know she read the room. How about that? Right. She well, she's probably that. got scanners oh. in her in her helmet too. That's right. That's right. Right. That's right. But yeah, no, she laid them out, and then when they get in, and she confronts the cyborg. Yeah. Whoa. And you, and you, and you catch that I, cyborg in the middle of siphoning out man. Right. <laughs> and it's like, okay, no time to waste. It goes right to taking this thing apart, and she. So the the cyborg has like a humanoid esque like small body that yeah. came out of the big sort of scorpion thing. Mm-hmm. So he's going around getting the blood out of out of a, a din, and she just comes in quick and just like stabs that guy right in the chest, mm-hmm. <laughs> his cyborg chest, drops him, but then his head comes off. Yeah, skitters away and climbs into the giant scorpion tank. Yeah, and then has to fight that. And she's chopping off limbs and everything, smooth like butter. And she's like just ducking butter. and dodging. And then and then she's sliding underneath him and getting the underbelly. It was just so beautiful. Turning on the 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 forearm shield like goddamn yes. Captain America. Yes, it was just that fight scene was dope. It yeah. was so dope. She tore so, that thing up. An interesting thing too is like, so I saw someone talking about like, she doesn't have any problems with the dark saber at all. No, no. Clarity, it's, clarity of action. It's almost right? like you take it. You, this, it's it's at home with you. You can right? do more than I can. Because the funny thing is, 
someone was pointing out like even going back to when uh was it end of season two when din fought uh moff gideon mm-hmm. moff gideon wasn't struggling with it he wasn't no. doing anything elegant no he's n- clearly not trained in like saber combat but he wasn't like right 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 he's clarity of vision clarity of action like so it's going to be interesting if if they want din to keep the dark saber what that breakthrough is going to be so that isn't a burden for him to use otherwise she's a perfect fucking candidate right so what do you think his hold up with it is for him to be so like wanting the creed and this is the way and all this kind of stuff he seemed like he's very straightforward and simple right at least he appears to be that way what do you think his his hold up it's not like i saw someone saying like you know it's unity of mind and body and it's like yeah no he's an excellent combatant he's an excellent combatant Mm -hmm. right because you can see even as he's fight fighting the alamites like he's struggling with the sword and it's like okay i can't get this guy sword. i'm just gonna pull my knife out and stab him like on the fly right Right. he he's an excellent combatant that's not the problem like the whole sort of thing because you you get to see in rebels where the Jedi, like he was an escaped Padawan, is training Sabine, the other Mandalorian, mm-hmm. on how to wield uh, the Darksaber because she's having the exact same struggle. Mm-hmm. And it sort of came down to just absolute unity of purpose, right? You were absolutely focused on what you're doing, not only long term, but in, in the moment. You can't have any distractions because unlike regular lightsabers there's just a truck ton more energy coursing through the dark saber and even without requiring the person to be a force user right because it's for a mandalorian you have to be directing that energy you have to be absolutely undistracted and unified so it's not necessarily like oh I, I, i'm i got adhd when i'm fighting i get distracted i think it's more meant like unity of purpose of who you are and what you're doing and i don't think mando has that yet he hasn't found his calling so which is also appropriately somewhat religiously themed like moff gideon and bo katan sort of opposite ends are absolutely committed to their calling bo katan is just failed like to serve and and protect her people right Mm -hmm. Moff Gideon is totally committed to whatever evil shit he's doing. Like, if you asked Din, like, what's his calling? Probably wouldn't have an answer. And if he said bounty hunter, it'd be like, you're doing a lot of non-bounty hunter stuff then. <laughs> Good point. Right? Because yeah. that's just a job. That's just a way to pay the bills. Right? Yeah. That's not his purpose. He hasn't found his purpose. Right? Yeah. Once he has clarity of purpose and i am sure they are going to find a way where that clarity of purpose is going to get articulated mm-hmm. and then we're going to see an immediate change in him using the dark saber it'll probably be in the middle of combat and it'll probably be some representation to what he thinks his purpose is and he's going to focus on that and be like that's it and then he's gonna be just like bo-katan and he's gonna be 
fucking shit up. Right. And then he gonna lose it. <laughs> you think he gonna I don't keep know. it? I don't, I, you think he gonna keep it? I I will stand by my bet from last time. I'll give it to Sabine, even though I was doubting it. Um, I will buy you a movie ticket if I'm wrong. But I, I mean, they might. It's funny. I was uh, watching um, overly sarcastic productions on YouTube. They do trope talks and they talk about tropes. And they were talking about the loner trope. And they literally have a picture of like <laughs> our buddy Mando in the uh, uh, in the thumbnail. And mm. it's like that. That's he's a loner right like yeah. wolf and cub is a loner and there's different types of loners but like it just still seems like too much of a jump okay uh, unless they do a, a lot of work here right in the remaining episodes because there's what eight episodes this season they got five episodes to turn them into a leader mm -hmm. uh, i don't know i don't know but it might be one of those things where it's like at the end of this season his coven the other like the the other followers of the creed mm -hmm. they bow to him not because he asks them to but because they want to follow him and then season four is what does that mean how does he deal with that da, 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 right because right. five more episodes is not enough to make that transition to him thinking of himself as a leader but other people might think they want to follow him right Right. So after his triumphant, well, after him being saved, yeah, it's more like Bo-Katan's triumphant rescue. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing; like, people were like, "Oh, why is it talking about Bo-Katan?" It's like, dude, what? Like, one, uh, a man can get rescued sometimes. Yeah. Like, be cool, dudes. Be cool. S I, stop I, screaming your insecurities where everyone can hear them. Um, <laughs> I kind of take it as like. The character of Mando, his play is spinning and it's strong, mm -hmm. you know, it got perfect balance, the rotation, it got speed and all that kind of stuff, right? They did such a good job on him. We don't have to worry about that plate. So now let's play with the other plates. Because yes. they need some yes. tending to too, because we might need them to spin on their own as well. So, so th why this not was take the, advantage of it? This was the interesting thing, because remember I was lamenting with episode one. It's like, oh man, you're not, you're not, you're not really getting me invested in Mando with 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 his new quest right it, mm -hmm. you know and they at least solved that in the short turn by like we're just gonna sneak this episode in here and make it make the main character bo katan right mm -hmm. and it, not exclusively because like there's still a big moment for mando yes. like spoilers he gets to the mines of moria but mm -hmm. everything that's happening sort of emotionally is not Mando, it's Bo-Katan. Mm -hmm. It's like we are following her emotional journey through this episode right. and it makes it so much better. Right. Um, you know, it's so funny, like, again, I was that that video of like the, the, tr the trope talk about, you know, the loner is that there's a certain type of loner where they just wander into other people's stories, <laughs> right? At the episodic sort of approach. And then yeah, they the incredible just, Hulk. right? The incredible <laughs> Hulk, right? Uh, Sanjuro going back to uh, Kira Kurosawa, right? And then they move on and then they run into someone else and they right. deal with that situation. Right. And it's like in this episode, Mando's kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. He knows Bo-Katan already, but it's right. like, 
she just gets pulled into his thing right and we get to see her all of her sort of her engagement emotionally and oh man yeah and what's it's really good it's really good and i think what makes it special in a way too is normally when stuff like that happens the person is pulled in or is pushed in there right Mm -hmm. and so sometimes it can be offensive like i didn't come for that but you see her trying to keep herself out of it but she keeps getting pulled in like she's Mm -hmm. her her she's having resistance right and so it's almost kind of like if she's there and you don't want her there or you're not looking for her to be there neither is she and so you don't take it as her being trying to take over things or run things because she don't want to be there either she, right. she kind of wanted to sulk and be in her corner and so when you see her it's kind of like oh okay i'm taking it because she she's not trying to bogart she she don't want it anyway so it's that whole thing of you know concerned about certain attentions you don't have to worry about that because you could tell she's a reluctantly being pulled in this too and so right. you can't at least you can't use that against her because she don't want to be there either well and the thing is like complaints aren't like against her it's like why did the writers right right but, right but they'll, but but yeah, they'll blame this... the character though they will right. be like you know she's trying to but yeah oh man so they she rescues Jin. they they kill the cyborg blah 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 and then it's like all right let's let's go to the go to the mine she's like i'm here already i might as well just show you the rest of the way yeah, let's take you and <laughs> and you get all these little bits of like her sort of like yeah this is this is basically like my hometown and you you get some of the sorrow of the tragedy of not just her but like all of mandalore in the ruins of this once thriving metropolis um and me just visiting new york and my friend kind of trying to you know uh, my friend taking me around to see like the different sites and giving me history as it went along it reminded me of that like mm-hmm. Like kind of like you having that personal journey of oh and see what this sign says about it and oh this is where you know I I, I it it brought something to it and also right. kind of a little insight on how she felt about like some of the stuff she might have thought was like you know like the background about her dad and the presentation of oh, her that her, scene yeah her that, reciting those the, those little scenes were yeah. so good because yeah. like. there's the whole she's you know they're walking through the caves and she's talking about like you know her her father died defending mandalore Mm -hmm. and din just like stops on the spot and just like very solemnly with a little head bow like this is the way Mm -hmm. and for the sacrifice that's what we right he didn't and, and again what Jin is bringing i think to Bo-Katan is this just earnest sincerity yeah right he's just what he is right there's like there's no there's no games mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so and part of that as we'll get into with the next episode is that's part of his tribe is coven's version of the creed it's mm-hmm. utterly sincere mm-hmm. and she's basically the you know a princess She's literally a princess, like talking about like, oh yeah, the princess. I had to go down and do the creed. Like I didn't want to piss off my dad. And I didn't really want to do it. Right? It's yeah. like I'm the spoiled rich kid, <clears throat> who's also a badass. But mm-hmm. clearly, like I'm, I was the spoiled rich kid, like that had to put up with a bunch of the stuff. And this wasn't a solemn ceremony for me. This was 
a big public event that I had to do out of obligation, right? And yeah. I think we can see how that might have robbed her of the sincerity and the solemnness of what this swearing of the creed and bathing in the minds is supposed to be. Yeah, it's almost like what you said earlier too, but also it's kind of like everybody have different layers to the same situation. And so for her, it's like, you know, pop the circumstances. So so she sees it as a thing for show and it's kind of mm -hmm. empty. It's going through procedure and he's about that life. Right. And they're talking about the same thing. But to her, it's like, it was cute for me to do it versus that's my life. That's my creed. I die by these things, you know? And I was just like, wow. And to see those together and they both both of their perspectives aren't disrespectful, but there's definitely a difference on yeah. how they how they how they see it. Because there's because basically, Din is supposed to be you know, the the low key religious fanatic, right? Mm -hmm. But he's not sanctimonious. He's not holier than thou. He right. is the humble version of living that creed. He just goes about doing it, and it's in that way it's not a, a, a harsh slap in the face to Bo-Katan but it's I, I I took it as refreshing for her like yeah this this guy really believes it not in a silly way right like if she had just heard you know someone describing Din doing all these things she would have been like oh yeah, yeah religious fanatic right he even calls like his sect that yeah. but she sees the genuineness of it yeah. in in din and you know for like empty pomp and circumstance like so i went to catholic school mom's catholic dad's some buddhist Taoist thing but <laughs> by like seventh eighth grade i was like ah, i'm not in i don't buy it i don't buy it and that's when i was like i think i don't i don't believe in i don't, I don't think i believe in anything and so I stayed in Catholic school for like another two, three years, having to go to mass, having to do all these things. And so it's like, if you don't believe in these things and they're forced, then they become even more empty to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if she's forced to do these things, this is why, like when I was teaching, I would never, I would never force the students to do the Pledge of Allegiance, which also you're not allowed to do. Ladies and gentlemen, if you think teachers are allowed to do that, no, they are not. You are legally not allowed to force students to do the Pledge of Allegiance. And that's the right way to do it, because if the pledge, which is supposedly supposed to have meaning, and to many people it does, if you force someone to do that pledge, it robs it of meaning, because then it is coerced. It is not freely given, right? So that whole scene up to Jin falling in the water so <laughs> was so wonderfully solemn yeah so she does take him to his destination the point of his journey the point of his mission she walks him to his redemption basically so she looks into his eyes and she says to him well for starters you have to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka what? you have to purify yourself in Lake Minnetonka purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> <laughs> he takes off his cape and walks in. <laughs> well, 
the the clever thing with the writing is like she's reading a plaque and the plaque is going to set up a big reveal here because she's reading sort of sing-songy right like oh the silly little da 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 it's so quaint but it's like if you read it solemnly it's like oh this is this is supposed to be a big deal right mm -hmm. and it's the legend of the original mandalore and the slain of the mythosaurs and da 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 and she's like, huh, huh. And then he's just like, yep, here I go. And just like takes off the cloak, like boop, boop, boop. I'm going to walk in. He's running his hands through the water. And then he didn't check how deep the stairs were. Right. He just disappears as he's talking about his redemption. And hey, wait a minute. That's... <laughs> yeah, he just disappears. <laughs> and... <laughs> At first, I was just like, the, the fuck? And thank God she didn't, because she was just like, whoop, whoop, here we go. Threw her helmet on, right. like, sealed it up, and like jumped right in. Yeah. And so this is also an, a clever bit, and they've established it before, but the helmet's seal. Yeah, that's right? what the sound effect. Which, which was important when he wasn't sure if there was poison or not, right. but also, oh, they're watertight. Okay, that's mm -hmm. also good. Right. Um and so he didn't have his jetpack or anything to propel him back up. Yeah, so he took it off. He was just a lead pipe that just dropped to the bottom of the. And she jetpacked down. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I loved a little bit where like, because I was like watching this because he's like out of sight very mm -hmm. quickly. Yes. And she turns on her headlamp. Yep. And I'm like, for a half second, I'm like, how is she gonna find him? Like, oh, fuck the bubbles follow the bubbles and it seems like that's what she's doing and then at a certain point she turns off the headlamp because she's yeah. like he's gonna have a light on yep. i can follow the light she falls exactly. all the way down. and it's way the fuck down there yes, it is. way yes, the hell is. down there she grabs him he's knocked out she's jet packing him up mm -hmm. and the thing that probably made a hundred thousand fans shit their pants <laughs> she's got the headlight back on yep. she's going up she's going up and like her flashlights playing over like the rock wall and da, da, da. And that is not a rock wall those are scales and that mm -hmm. is a giant fucking eye yes. looking at her yes and you get this shot and she has a reaction where all the bubbles come out of her helmet <laughs> <He's like, laughs> and it's the mythosaur <laughs> And you can yes. tell because it's got the giant horns tusk. coming out of the, mm -hmm. the tusk coming out of the side of the head. And I was in a thousand years not expecting that. A thousand years not expecting that. And it was so amazing. She just comes up and she's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Comes out. And part of me is like, is that thing going to fucking eat them? Doesn't eat them. Doesn't come out of the water. Right. I just knew somebody's going to get pulled back in once they got out. That's right. I... Knocks, knocks some life into Jin. And I think that's where the episode ends. It pretty much ends there. Well, he wakes up. And he wakes he's, up. He's yeah. okay. He's, he's coughing and blah, blah, blah. He's talking about like, you know, I would, she makes a comment about, I would take you to my place for blah, 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 to eat something. But since you are restored, you wouldn't take off your helmet again. So. Right. You're not going to eat anything. You're not going to so. eat anything anyway. But then she did on the way out was say, did you see anything while you were down there? And I thought it was interesting. Uh -huh. I was like, why would she ask him that if she know that she saw it? Because she doubts what she saw. Like, I, so there's, so, so let me be clear. She knows she saw a giant fucking creature down there that <laughs> looks like the mythosaur. Mm -hmm. But it's supposed to be, as the name kind of implies, a myth. She 
didn't believe it. And hmm. one, even if she believed that the mythosaurs did exist, which is not unreasonable, she didn't think because it's supposed to be the mythosaur will return to herald the return of the Mandalore, the leader. That that was the thing that she was reading. Like, so it's like literally myth and prophecy that the mythosaur will return to herald the return of the Mandalore to like basically rally the Mandalorians. Wow. Wow. So that's why she's like, did you did you see anything? Because I just saw another ghost. I just saw another ghost. And as we see, she doesn't fucking tell anyone. No. Because she's still processing it. Like it's it it hit her like lead weight. She's like, I saw Jesus three bus stops away. He's on his way. (laughs) Yeah. He's on the bus. He's on the next bus coming this way. Did y'all see him at the bus stop when we drove by? Oh, I think he's coming this way. (laughs) Yeah. He's taking the number one. He's coming this way. Anybody see that? (laughs) Yeah, she she doesn't tell Din Din anything. No. He just wakes up and like, what happened? He's like, like, I slipped. I fell all the way down. Like, uh, she's like, yeah, I pulled you up. Did you, you didn't see it? Nope. Didn't see anything. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Let's get the fuck out of here. So he takes a sample of the water so he mm-hmm. can go back and like, I've been there. Which I thought was kind of interesting because I was thinking like, how would that prove it? But I'm glad he did because it, you know. The armor's got some sort of test thing where mm-hmm. it's like a chemical composition. But yeah, like, so, because now we're getting into episode three. Hey, it's Jay. If you enjoyed my conversation with Ryan, please check out our episodes where we talked about The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, Spider-Man No Way Home, and the movie Batman. Thanks for listening, and until next time, peace.